You know, they say bull markets climb a wall of worry. Well, behold the great wall. We've got inflation concerns and a resurgence pandemic and political infighting and gridlock and the Russians are invading the Ukraine and China's taunting, taunting Taiwan. We need a Renaissance band to give us some perspective what we should be paying attention to. David Rubenstein is just that. Co-founder, co-chairman of the Carlisle Group, host of his own TV show, accomplished author with a new book, The American Experiment. And he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. One of the great things you can always do is is point me in the in the right direction and let me know what I should be paying attention to. Well, right now in our country, uh, we're trying to figure out how to keep the country going forward and economically and how to deal with COVID. The biggest challenges we have now are fixing COVID and getting the country back on an even keel and getting the government to operate in a functional way. Uh, we have a representative democracy that doesn't always work as ideally as we would like it to work, but I hope we can get some compromises in Washington and ultimately compromises throughout the country so people can feel they're pulling together and we're in a common purpose as opposed to the divisiveness that we've had lately. Well, I mean, sometimes the common purpose comes, you know, sort of over the transom and and the the problems we're having, the president talking with the uh, Russian, uh, with Putin yesterday and China taunting uh, Taiwan. That's the kind of thing that can bring a country together, some sort of outside force. Well, if. Sure. If there's a 9-11 event that would bring the country together, of course, we don't want that uh, as the way to bring the country together. We want the country to be brought together because we think it will be better for the citizens of this country to work together in a more united way. Clearly, there are foreign challenges around the, around the world. Hopefully, none of them will touch our shores directly. But there's no doubt that if uh, Russia were to invade Ukraine or China were to invade Taiwan, we would be drawn into some kind of uh, conflict in some way. What about the inflation concerns right now? We've, I saw uh, the, the, the futures are predicting a hike in interest rates, 83% chance of a hike in interest rates coming up this summer, presumably to fight off inflation. Yes, the Federal Reserve has said that it wasn't going to increase interest rates until 2023, but that's changed because inflation is now operating at an annualized rate of 6%, let's say. So I think the Fed is almost certainly going to increase interest rates at some point in 2022. We just don't know by what level. Inflation is serious. It's a serious problem, but it's not as bad as we've had in the 1970s when we had double-digit inflation. No, I, I guess the circumstances are different, but, I mean, one of the arguments about fighting inflation that I've always heard from the Fed is that once you see it, it's too late to do anything about it. You have to move preemptively. Yes, yeah, so the Federal Reserve... Um, doesn't want to be reacting to things. They, they presumably have the best information about what's going on in the country economy, so they should be ahead of the curve and not behind the curve. Uh, right now, some people would say the Fed is a little behind the curve. I'm not sure I agree with that. But I do think the Fed has made it clear through Jay Powell's recent comments that it's very, very likely to increase interest rates in 2022. So tell me about what's going on in Washington uh, right now. I, I, I guess there's always it's always been divisive up there, but it seems... Worse than ever. I mean, infighting within each party. Yes, each party is fighting with itself, and of course the parties aren't even working together. So it's very rare that you can get uh, bipartisanship. And so now it's a symbol of great bipartisanship that we can pass the debt limit, uh, not with Republican-Democratic votes necessarily, but just in a, in a way that 
that is better than what we've had before. So it's not a great situation. I think it's driven by money to some extent. Both the left side and the right side of the Democratic Party, left side of the Democratic Party, right side of the Republican Party, raise enormous amounts of money by appealing to the people on those sides of the party. And the result is nobody is in the middle. Nobody's funding the people in the middle. And that's where we need to be. We need to have people in the middle working out compromises. But that doesn't exist very much right now in Washington. And it seems like neither party knows which direction to go to. Uh, the Republican Party seems to be split a little bit. Whether Do you want to be aligned with the former president or do you want to distance yourself? And by the same token, the Democratic Party, um, um, your house guest from Thanksgiving, the president, seems to be dropping in the opinion polls. And it looks like Democrats may run away from him for the off-year elections. Well, the off-year elections right now, many people in Washington think will go in the favor of Republicans. And if that were to happen, it would make it very difficult for President Biden to govern because he wouldn't be able to have some working majority in, in either house of the of the Congress. Nobody knows for certain it's going to happen. But historically, the president's party loses in the first midterm election after a presidential election. So he's got some challenges there for sure. And, and usually it's because you try to do all the unpopular things in the first couple of years and I think the sense is that by the third year, everybody forgets about that, maybe the fourth year. There's no doubt in the first year, that's when you have the greatest political leverage, and that's why you try to push things through. But you have to push things through that are often unpopular. So the Affordable Care Act was pushed through, and that was unpopular in some circles, though I think not in the majority. And and and. and President Biden is trying to push through legislation now that uh, won't be popular in all circles. And if he gets it through, he might be unpopular in some circles, but in other circles, he could increase his popularity. But right now, Washington is a case of, of, of uh, a real trench warfare. And people don't want to compromise. People don't want to be seen as talking to each other. It's not as pleasant as I would like it to be. Not at all. Look, let me let me jump to your book for a minute because I'm, I'm always impressed by the eclectic nature of the people that you interview and the people that show up in your books. I mean, you've got Madeleine Albright you're, you're quoting in, in your most recent book, and the book is endorsed by LL Cool J. <laughs> you talk to millennials. Right. You talk to seasoned veterans like Madeleine Albright. Is there any unanimity? Or are you seeing... You know, a split, a bifurcation among the the generations. Well, general, well, generally, I think the, the unanimity among the people I interview is that uh, we should learn more about our history, so we don't repeat some of the mistakes. That we've made a lot of progress in human rights and civil rights and equal rights in this country, but a ways to go. But also, that the, generally, I would say to the extent that I ask people about this, they would say the country isn't functioning as well as it should. And there are many people who would like to see the country more united in some ways. That's not easy to do. But the people I interviewed are people who have lived the American dream, Madeleine Albright or Sonia Sotomayor or Cal Ripken. And I think they're role models for people. And to some extent, I want people to be inspired by the incredible lives that some of these people have lived. Who's the, um, who's the most interesting person you've, you've talked to this year? Who's, who's taught you the most, do you think? Well, uh, it's like asking which of my children I yeah, like the no, best. I, I would say... I, I, I've interviewed a lot of people in a lot of different settings, um, uh, for sure. But I would say, uh, you know, one of the people I would mention is I've interviewed him many times, but uh, I asked him to make a speech at the Kennedy Center, uh, where I'm the chairman, uh, uh, for 9-11 uh, in September of this year, and that's Colin Powell. And sadly, a month later, he passed away, an incredible American hero, a person who inspired so many people of all races to, to kind of work together. 
and we really it's a sad situation that uh, that he's left us. David Rubenstein, you're always one of our favorite guests because you can you can talk about anything and and know most everything. It's good to have you with us, sir. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.